Welcome everybody to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we have an interview with the amazing Miss Jessica Williamson. Now, Jessica is a influencer marketing agent, right? So she helps influencer marketers get out there, or influencers, I should say, get out there and market their campaigns, and she also works with brands and connects them up as well. Now, she's not just someone who just talks about it. She actually had her uh, has her own swimwear label, and then that's where she started learning about influencer marketing and connecting with the right brands and the right people. So if you're someone who is a business owner who's been contemplating using influencer marketing in 2020, you want to listen to this podcast. We talk about the do's, the don'ts, and we also look at what are some of the keys to know if someone has influence and what are the right questions to ask so that you don't make the mistakes that Jess made. Now, Jess is also, fingers crossed, going to be joining us with a few other amazing people at Certified Ballers Live. So if you haven't got your ticket yet, head over to www.certifiedballerslive.com.au and grab your ticket before tickets sell out. But until then, we'll see you there. Let's jump into the episode. Okay, guys, and uh, we're sitting here now with Jess, who's uh, managed to make some time to squeeze us in to have a good chat. So, Jess, number one, thank you so much for making the time to join us on the Kim Barrow Show. Really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. It's really exciting, and I'm looking forward to our chat. Yeah, me too. So, tell us a little bit more. So, I've obviously given everyone a bit of an intro about you, but tell us if, if you know when people are at a party and they're talking about you, how do they introduce you? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. This is the hardest part. Um, I guess I would call myself a serial entrepreneur. Um, so I obviously started with my swimwear brand and then through learning and, and working with a bunch of influencers, that then led me to start somewhere elsewhere, which is where I take influencers on trips um, and we promote brands and destinations through that, which is pretty exciting. Um, and then off the back of that, I had tons and tons of people reaching out to me asking how I grew my swimwear brand, how I've done everything that I've done. So I decided to start working more in the space of business coaching and mentoring and working with young females in my position, teaching them about influencer marketing and all of the tools that I use to grow my businesses. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much say yes to any opportunity that comes my way. So I'm dabbling in so many different things these days, which keeps it fun, I think, because... I don't know if humans are really meant to be made for one specific career their whole life. It's changing a lot more and more frequently. Um, So by me being able to do a million different things, it's kind of keeps it exciting and I won't get as much fatigue around doing one thing. Yeah, awesome. I love it. And one of the things you said there, right, influencer marketing, I think it's like a super sexy uh, buzzword for the last couple of years and everyone's like, oh yeah, I need to do that. Like, what's your definition of influencer marketing? If someone's out there talking about it, like, what does it actually mean? Um, well, for me, working more in the fashion um, Instagram space, um, influencer marketing is working with people who have a following, obviously an influence over their audience to either take up a product or do a service or go to a destination, whatever it is they're talking about. Um, But just having that influence in a nutshell is pretty much what it's about. There's obviously a lot more strategies and things that go into it, but that's pretty much what I would define it as. 
Yeah, awesome, love that. And the the big one for me that I've seen across, and I've like I've been blessed to, to meet some really cool guys who did a lot of stuff in influencer marketing when I went over to Canada a year or two ago for Red Bull, and they were talking about it. And they're like, uh, the sometimes the bigger the brand, like the less they actually measure things. So like, how what what's the difference you found for big businesses using influencer marketing, and then like small businesses, even when like obviously I know it grew to a bigger business, your your brand, but like what was the kind of difference? and what are the pitfalls that people need to keep an eye on if you're a small business and you're like, ah, oh, you know, like you know, just told me influencer marketing is good, like I'm going to try it out. Like what are the things they need to be aware of? Yeah, I think bigger brands have a marketing budget um, and they are given a budget to spend um, and sometimes it's hard to track where those sales are coming from or whether they're actually getting an ROI because they're doing a million different activations every single day. Whereas for me, when I was starting out, working with an influencer, I might work with one out of the whole week and I could clearly see on my Google Analytics and my sales, there was a huge spike around the time the influencer posted. So by seeing that sort of data, whether they purchased at the time or later, at least I could see that they actually drove traffic, not just likes and comments and, you know, they actually ended up coming to my website. So that's one step closer to converting those customers. Um, But yeah, the bigger brands, I've spoken to a bunch and worked with a few and they say they just can't measure it because they might have 30 influencers posting at the same time. So you can't really determine who's done it. You can use things like links and discount codes, but you know, they're not always gonna work depending on the platform you use. Yeah, hundred percent. So, what was like? What What was one successful campaign that you had when with your brand, or or that you've seen with a smaller brand? What's one where you've gone like it kind of hit the nail on the head perfectly? I think it's not so much specifically a campaign, but it's more so choosing the right influencer. Mm. Um, someone might have a huge following, but maybe low engagement, or maybe someone is just really, really famous, has a great influence over their audience, but their audience aren't going to be your customers. So there's so many different strategies and thought processes that need to go into it because I see too many brands just throw products to everyone and anyone and hope for the best. Um, Obviously, number one thing that I see happen that doesn't end in a great campaign or situation is when brands just give out things and they haven't actually discussed with the influencer what they're going to do. And I see it too often on Facebook groups and online that brands are complaining that the influencers haven't posted or sent them photos or anything, but there was never a discussion about it. So there's a lot of assumption out there that brands expect things, but they've never actually asked for it. So I think the first thing I learned um, very early on was you've got to actually discuss before you just send things out um, and don't assume anything. Yeah. And so that, that's always good to say, you've got to start with what your goal is, what you want to achieve. Does that match up with the influencer? And then if so, good. If not, then obviously there's probably not much point in sending them stuff. Um, what what types of businesses, because a lot of people I would, I would say anyway, and I know that I've kind of can contemplated myself going, is this something that's going to work for my specific brand or some of our clients? They've like, oh, should I do it? Like, what do you think influencer marketing works really well for? What And is there anything that you would be like, oh, maybe don't have that as your main strategy might help a little bit. But, you know, what, what would you kind of categorize ones that are successful with influencer marketing versus ones that might not be most ideal? Definitely the fashion and travel industries, which are sort of the spaces that I mostly work in, they really lend themselves well. Um, 
it's all about the pretty photos. So um, I guess it would have to be something like a cafe or something where people can actually go to um, products that are nice to take photos of. So there's a whole new world of products and beauty products and things that have been created just for that purpose. Um, so everything needs to be photogenic to work with influencers. Um, but yeah, I think industries such as yours, you are the influencer. Um, it's a bit harder to employ other influencers and yes, you can, um, get people on board, but I think it lends itself a lot better to consumer based products where you're selling to mass market. Um, I think even the mid to low range products work the best. Um, a lot of car companies use influencers, but the problem is not everyone is going to just go out and buy a car tomorrow because they saw it on Instagram, whereas they might pretty easily purchase a beauty product for $15 that they might give it a go. If it doesn't work, they won't buy it again. If it does, then the company's got themselves a lifelong customer. So it's sort of the product life cycle, the buying life cycle. Um, so many, so many different things go into it. Yeah. Gotcha. And so let me ask, and this is just purely for a selfish, selfish question. We've got an event coming up, right? Certified Ballers Live. Could you use influencers for an event like that? If so, who are the influencers that I need to hit up? You definitely could. Um, obviously, your speakers would be the best ones, which I'm sure they might be already promoting it. Um, but the speakers are going to be the influencers because people are going to want to go there to see them. Um, they're not necessarily going to go to, they might be influenced by, you know, people in the audience going along, but they're really going there for the speakers. So if the speakers are promoting it, um, that's going to be obviously the best, which I'm sure you've spoken to them already probably about that. Um, but yeah, you can also definitely get some key influences um, to come along, but I'm sure you've sort of got them speaking already. Otherwise you could do it is give them, you know, an exclusive discount for their followers, um, something pretty minimal, but at least then you'd be able to track and see who actually converts and then use them for all of your events going forward. Um, and if you do have seats available, um, it might not cost you anything to give them a ticket in exchange for, you know, so many posts or so many um, promotions. The one thing I see with event people is they get influencers to come to the event and promote the event while they're there. That's pretty useless if you're trying to sell tickets or unless it's you know, a really frequent event. So that's one thing which I'm sure you wouldn't do, but I have seen it happen in the events industry and it's not really much point once the event's already happening unless it's, you know, a press event or promoting something else. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Spot on. Good advice. And you know, we we are already we're already doing that, and but we're always looking for more ideas because I think for any business, it's like sometimes it's just like market awareness you need to have. So you know, like sometimes you're not necessarily too worried about um, uh, exactly if if people are going to be purchasing tickets straight off the bat, but getting that awareness out there is always important. Now, obviously, you talked about it. You've used influences. I've got a couple of questions in a row here. I just want to get them off my head before I forget them. But the one question is that you, you said you, you took influences on trips and you did a lot of stuff of travel. What's the coolest place you got, you went to? Um, I almost said this year, but last year now, we got to go to Fiji and we actually partnered with the Marriott Group. So oh, we nice. got to go to three different hotels around Fiji on different islands. So that was probably one of the coolest things. And also last year we did... Sunday's tourism 
So again, we sort of went to three different spots in the Whit Sundays, and that was really awesome. We were one of the first groups to go to the new Daydream Island that they just opened, which was amazing. Yeah, awesome. So, and then now if people, because that was just purely, I'm just always curious about travel. I love travel, so I'm like, what's the cool place you've been to with that? Now, so with what you do for influencers, tell me a little bit more about that, because I know sometimes, like I have a few follow-up questions on that as well, but I want to know, like how do you, if someone's like thinking about, because I know that you're, you're really starting to position yourself as a leader in the influencer space, what, like, how do you help people when it comes to influencers? Yeah, so I, I run a few different things, but I work with obviously people one-on-one if they want help. But then I have just launched my influencer marketing course, which is a six-week course, mostly for brands. But if influencers are keen to learn from a brand perspective, I think it would really help them as well because a lot of influencers um, could use some help in, you know, how to pitch and run it as a business. Um, But through my six-week course, basically I take everyone from a few of the things that we touched on, such as what kind of influences are going to be right for your brand, right from the beginning, figuring out who your brand is, which some people, you know, aren't quite clear on yet, all the way to really advanced partnerships. So um, every year, basically, since I launched my swimwear brand, I've co-designed a collection with an influencer. So obviously there's a lot more moving parts. We are designing the collection together. They work with us closely and they promote it as a combined collection. Um, So I teach people how to sort of create partnerships around that and then how to amplify the partnerships. So not just um, getting influencers to promote on their channels, but if they are a key influencer, why not contact press? Why not contact other things and take leverage off that especially if you've paid them as well so it just it's just keeping that ball rolling and maximizing every opportunity you can throughout that yeah i love that that's awesome and so with that um do you and if you teach this in there and you can't give me a specifics that's cool just tell me but like when someone's looking at an influencer how do you measure influence because obviously there's likes there's their comments there's their reach but it's like as you like as you were saying before, sometimes it's hard to measure. Like if you're going and looking at that, cool, this person would be a good influencer. What are some of the metrics that business owners or brands need to be like, cool, these are the things I need to have in mind when I'm speaking to them or and, and like what to ask for? Yeah. Um, so I always ask for obviously their follower stats. So where are their followers from? Are they mostly men? Um, That's something I learned probably the very first influencer I ever worked with four years ago. Um, I didn't ask for these things. And then I soon realized after she posted the raunchy photos in my bikinis with the legs out and everything, um, this is not the right brand. (laughs) If anyone's seen my brand, it's definitely not about that. So I learned really quickly to make sure that their followers are who I'm trying to target. So that is my number one thing by far um, is that their audience aligns with my audience. And then I usually follow them for a while as well. I watch their stories. I get to know them um, because I also don't want to work with someone who takes beautiful photos, but then on the weekends they're, you know, just being rough and, you know, partying and doing all this crazy stuff, which also doesn't align with my brand. If it aligns with your brand, then great. But yeah, my number one thing is like brand alignment is just number one because you want to be known for something and through these partnerships, it's really going to solidify your brand identity. Um, Number two is to ask them for 
their, you know, their reach and their likes and their comments. Um, you can still see likes and things on desktop, which is quite handy. Obviously, if their engagement is super low, then I would sort of write them off. But, you know, the algorithm plays with everyone's things, so it doesn't necessarily mean that they've purchased followers. So sometimes if they have really great content and they're a great brand alignment, I might work with them for content instead of sales. So, again, this is something I do teach, but I'm happy to share it. I choose different um, strategies or different methods of working with influencers. Some I use for content creation because their photography and their content is amazing and it's usually cost me less than producing a whole professional shoot myself. They're in amazing destinations. They can create this amazing content. Then there's others that I probably wouldn't reuse their photos, but they get sales. So I think there's a bunch of different strategies and it's so many different prongs to, to working with influencers. But really, I think when it comes down to it, the number one thing I look at is the brand alignment and brand fit with the influencer. And I think in terms of generating sales, um, they might have examples of past campaigns and things, but it's going to depend on your brand. So I like to do a trial with some of them if they agree to it. Otherwise, just work with them, you know, on a one-off thing. If they work great, then let's do a long-term partnership. Um, and, yeah, I like to test them out myself because it really depends on the type of product and the brand as well as the influence. So it's going to change every time. Yeah, 100%. As you say, I think it really does depend on your product because if you're going through something like for me, if I did a, like, again, I'm probably not the most ideal, but if I did a partnership with an influencer, if I get one person that comes on board, it's a tremendous ROI because we do a lot of stuff that's high ticket and long term. And similar, as you mentioned, for like a car company or something like that. So even when you're looking at their numbers, it's like, cool, it might not be huge levels of engagement. And I know what you mean with the algorithm because sometimes it's like, if I put, and it's super weird and I'm in the, the business space so it's hard but it's like I put good business content I get crickets but I put up a little random post of these little koala looking things that are talking about planning and it just like smashes it and it's uh, you know it's like when I would actually try and give people tangible tactics and then uh, I get nothing from it so it's always interesting to see but I mean, I'm in a very, obviously, uh, slightly different to most people on Instagram. I'm actually trying to, like, teach and educate Facebook marketing and advertising growth and stuff, so it's, it's hard. But, um, yeah, I, I really like that, that you take that approach because I think most people don't, for everything, they don't plan and they don't prepare. And I think that's really what you need to do because um, similar to whether you're going to be doing a TV campaign, a radio campaign, a Facebook campaign, or an influencer campaign... Um, and I'll just use the word campaign there um, pretty broadly. Like if you don't have a plan or an objective for what you want to do, like it, it, like you're never going to get a good outcome that you'll be happy with, right? So it's like if you do do that, it's, it, it's going to work a lot better. So do you see anything changing? Obviously, you know, everyone's like 2020, it's a new decade. Um, this podcast coming out, coming out at the start of the year. Is there anything different this year that you're seeing from a trends perspective or anything like that that people should be thinking about for 2020? Or is it kind of still the same thing? It's still like just do the, the basics well and then you'll get good results? Or is there anything that you see kind of um, trending or pushing forward that's going to affect the influencer market? Um, I think building more genuine relationships is really the key. So previously you might have just sent out products to 50 influencers. They all just post once and you get a great return. Now people want to see the influencer using this in their daily life, talking about it on stories and being more genuine. I find if someone does something, just a really, really terrible quality video of them wearing my swimwear 
in a mirror, just explaining how it makes them feel, having that brand identity. So my brand's all about feeling amazing in your own body and embracing that. And if they sort of mention something about that and talk about that, rather than just put up a beautiful photo, it gets so much more traction. So it's obviously the whole world is going to more towards authenticity. Still, beautiful photos have their place um, and they do help sell. But I think the real aim is going towards just seeing that genuine feedback and genuine um, thoughts on the products and services that they've received. Um, even something like I work with some beauticians. So as a different example for a service-based business, instead of someone just taking a selfie and saying, look how good my skin looks or look at my new white teeth, if they show the whole process, like there's a million beauticians out there, they all do great skin and great teeth, whatever. But if they show, oh my gosh, they know my favourite coffee and they had it ready for me when I arrived or they have this and, you know, the little touches that make someone human is better than look at my great skin. So it's talking about the story behind things and I think influencers need to jump onto that if they haven't already. But as a brand, we need to drive that and tell influencers that that's what we want as well. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I love that. Now, I'm going to throw one question at you that I asked to most of my guests. I got asked it a long time ago on a podcast and I love it. What's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? A lot of people always ask what's one thing I would have said to myself when I was starting out or, you know, going through those things. Um, But I think this is something I always answer with and it's probably not the answer that anyone's ever looking for, but I really wouldn't probably say anything to myself um, or change anything at the start of my journey because those mistakes are what's gotten me to where I am um, and that's my that's my answer to that question as well so that's, <laughs> a, that's that's a great answer oh good <laughs> I love that I love that and so for anyone if they're going cool I really love what you talked about or maybe they want to find out more about your course as well what's the best way for them to connect with you um, on on the interwebs yeah so um, people can find me on Instagram at jess.williamson8 And then I've got sort of links there to all of my um, other accounts on Instagram. And then my website is jessicawilliamson.com.au. And there's a bit more info on there about what I do and all my businesses. Beautiful. Love that. Thank you so much again for joining us. And uh, make sure that all those links are in the show notes. So guys, if you've enjoyed this, make sure you head over and check it out. Give uh, give Jess some love, give her a follow and uh, keep an eye on what she's doing. She's doing some really cool stuff. And it's always good to have another awesome Perthy on the podcast. We're taking over the world, all us Perthians. Um, and guys, as always, if you've liked it, make sure you leave us a review, all that cool fun stuff. Until next time, I'm Kim Yola, been awesome. Thank you so much. And again, thank you Jess for joining us. Thanks so much.